We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, February the 4th, 2020. On today's show, I continue along with the position unit previews as we get closer and closer to opening day. I'll talk about the Gamecocks outfielders today, including the key losses, who's back, who has the most to prove, the best overall, give my overall grade for the unit, and much, much more. Also, some news and notes to get into, including Justin Manaya's health, an update on a 2021 three-star prospect, and much, much more. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast sent to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. Guys, whenever you're making a big-time life decision like this, whether you're buying a car, you're you're buying your first house, you're buying your dream house, you're buying a plot of land, whatever it may be, you want to make sure you have the correct support system around you, the right people in your corner. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make the process super simple and super easy. Well, Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. They're going to be there for you every single step of the way, answer all your questions, and again, really alleviate the pressure and the stress that comes along with stuff that, again, like buying land, buying your first home, buying your dream home, getting a mortgage in general. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender who's going to help you out. One of the questions they get asked most often, why are land loan rates higher than mortgages? So rates will be higher on land loans because they have higher risk than home mortgages. So variables like land quality, accessibility, location, if it has amenities or not, that can make the land more or less risky to lend on. Also, obviously, the better your financial situation, the better your rate is going to be. So if you want any more information on land loans, give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. That's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C.com slash T-S-U-S. Ag South an equal housing lender, NMLS 619-788. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it.
as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We are another day closer to opening day, guys. Ten days until first pitch at Founders Park. Ten days until opening day. I'm extremely excited, if you cannot tell. And we're going to spend the majority of this show talking about baseball as I continue to break down the position units for Gamecocks baseball in 2020. Today's vision, we're talking outfielders. Yes, talking to Gamecocks outfielders. We're jumping right into it. When you talk about the key losses for this unit, you cannot start anywhere else without number five, Mr. Clutch himself, Mr. Gamecock himself, and that is Somerville's very own TJ Hopkins. TJ Hopkins, the big loss. The other losses you have is TJ, Jacob Olsen, and Ian Jenkins. Those are the big three, but TJ Hopkins obviously leading that list of guys. You think about just what he did for South Carolina baseball during his four-year career and just the type of impact he had to the Gamecocks. So many big moments, so many big plays. A year ago for South Carolina, um, you, you know, and really throughout his entire career, when you take a look at the body of work. Last year, hit 285 of the Gamecocks, 11 home runs, 42 RBIs. Most of them remember a year ago during the Clemson series when I believe he was named uh, National Hitter of the Week by a publication or something. Absolutely just tore up Clemson pitching, tore up ACC pitching, but really not only his play on the field, but his leadership quality, that is going to be the big thing South Carolina is looking to replace. When you look at this lineup, when you look at defensively, who's going to be the guy this team turns to when it's in a jam, when it's in a, when it's in a tight spot, it needs a big hit, it needs a big defensive play. Who's going to replace number five? That's going to be the big loss. That may be the biggest – I would probably say that's the biggest loss on this team. When you take a look at the, the, one of the big question marks of the season is how are you going to replace X player? TJ Hopkins is X player. How are the Gamecocks going to replace him? Can they replace him? That's going to be a major, major talking point as we get into and go through this season. Uh, who's back for the Gamecocks this year? It's a pretty damn good core, guys. You're led by Brady Allen, Andrew Eister. Brady Allen, a really a solid freshman campaign. I wouldn't call it a great one. Um, obviously, he was humbled like a couple of the other guys as well by SEC pitching, but hit 210 overall in the year, had seven homers, 30 RBIs. He was another Gamecock hitter that absolutely tore up non-conference pitching, but again, got humbled in the SEC. But you saw a lot of potential. Brady Allen hitting a home run on his first ever pitch as a Gamecock. So there's a lot of potential there. You had to like what you saw a lot of time from Brady Allen. And then Andrew Eister, the leading hitter from South Carolina's team a year ago, the only guy to hit over 300. He hit 309 for South Carolina, had 10 bombs, 32 RBIs. A guy that, you know, when you got to SEC play, I thought did fairly well. Um, hit 260, uh, you know, five homers, 15 RBIs. He also battled a little bit of injury as well throughout the season. So, a guy that you certainly saw it, I think he's certainly one of the best, if not the best, returning hitter for the Gamecocks. Um, so, those are two nice guys they have. I do want to mention, because I'm about to get into most approved, best overall, yada, yada, yada. And this guy is not necessarily going to fall into either one of those categories, but I absolutely will not go throughout this show without mentioning this kid's name, and that is Noah Myers. Noah Myers projected him right now in my mind to be the Gamecocks starting center fielder um, a guy who I've been really impressed with throughout the fall and the spring he's a new guy obviously a lot of fans are probably completely unfamiliar with who Noah Myers is you're going to get to know the name very very quickly and I think he's going to be the Gamecocks starting center fielder a guy that more than likely is going to be South Carolina's leadoff hitter as well you know you take a look at him. he's a true just dirtbag type of baseball player and what I mean by that is plays the game hard he plays it the right way hustles I mean 
a kind of a smaller dude, really, really fast, has hella good wheels on him, and a guy that is a nuisance to opposing pitchers and opposing teams. That guy that just will never go away is a really tough out. He's always putting together good at-bats. Again, we'll see if he can translate it over from these scrimmages into SEC baseball. But Noah Myers is a guy I had to touch on as someone Gamecock fans become familiar with that name because he's going to be your starting center fielder on day one, I think, throughout this season. And it's somebody I think that's going to make a major impact in this lineup. Somebody I'm really, really excited about. You know, South Carolina has been sort of lacking, I feel like, that true leadoff man. You know, we've seen Noah Campbell try to do it. We've seen other guys slide in that role and try to do it. But the Gamecocks, it seems like for a while, have really been lacking that true leadoff guy, that guy who's a tough out every single time up, a guy who can really use his legs, hit 250 with his legs, as they say. I think Noah Myers is that guy also really, really good in the field, uses his speed defensively as well. So Noah Myers, again, guys, keep an eye on him. I'm very, very excited for what Noah Myers can do for this ball club. Uh, moving into the most to prove. Who has the most to prove amongst the outfielders? I think it is Brady Allen. Um, you know, when you take a look at him, again, finished the season hitting 210. I know he was a true freshman. Had a solid true freshman campaign, don't get me wrong, but a guy that you take a look at SEC play. He hit 146 in the SEC. Hit 146 in the SEC, guys. Three homers, eight RBIs. Struggled. Struggled against upper echelon pitching. To me, he's got to have a big year for South Carolina. You know, there's a couple of guys. Well, there's, there's really a lot of guys, but there's a few select guys that come to mind for me as guys that really need to take that, that jump this year. Take that next jump and be the dude, you know, be one of the dudes, if that makes sense. Brady Allen, to me, is that guy. You know, he's got the potential. He's got the game. There's no question in my mind. Watching him throughout the fall and now currently the spring, you know, he looks good, looks comfortable. Um, I wouldn't say anything has really jumped out to me necessarily, although in yesterday's scrimmage, he did hit an absolute bomb off of the uh, out, off the batter's eye in dead center field, by the way. So that is something. He's definitely got some, got some pop. The kid's got pop. Um, Outside of that, I mean, nothing cra- – he's a very consistent player. I feel like you pretty much <clears throat> you pretty much know what you're going to get out of him. He needs to take that next step, though, as far as being able to handle SEC pitching. I thought he got a little long at times last year. Thought his swing, got, thought his back got a little long, lagging through the zone, and it's going to be very hard to hit guys like Emerson Hancock and Rocker and these other dudes throwing 97, 98 when you're long in your swing. So – He's a guy that's put on a ton of good weight. Fans that haven't seen Brady Allen since last year, you're going to be like, who is this dude? Like, what did he take in the offseason? He's filled out really, really nicely. Looks really – he's jacked. I mean, the dude's buff. I mean, he looks good. No homo. He looks good, though. Dude looks good. Um, But Brady Allen, though, to me, is a guy that has a lot to prove. You know, he, he needs to be that guy for South Carolina, one of those guys for South Carolina. He needs to step up, take that next step. Can he do it, especially against the the top-level SEC pitching that he's going to face? The best overall, I already talked about him earlier, the leading hitter for South Carolina from a year ago, but that, that's going to be Andrew Eister. Eister, another guy who in yesterday's scrimmage had an absolute bomb off the center field at batter's eye as well. Um, a guy that is, again, very consistent out there. Guy, you know what you're going to get. He looks to have really come along. I've heard a lot of good things as far as looks really good in the cage. And as far as the scrimmages, I mean, he, he looks good to me. Um, a guy that really carries himself as a veteran player. You know, he's going to be one of the veteran uh, the veteran guys on this team. You know, and he needs to be that leader, not, not just on the field, but off the field as well. But to me, no doubt, Andrew Eister, best overall. I think 100% you're 
you know, you look at him last year again, he hit 309, only hitting 260 in conference. I, I think he's a guy that can bump that up to 280, 290. And I, th- I really think he's a guy that could hit 330, 340. And without a doubt, I mean, he hit double digit homers last year. I think he'd get up to 15 home runs this year. I really do. I, I think he could be that type of guy for you. He could be that type of slugger. So, I'm really excited what Andrew Eicher is going to do this year, and I definitely think he's the best overall outfielder the Gamecocks have right now. Uh, the season will be successful if – the season will be successful if you can find that clutch guy. Like I talked about, the biggest loss on this team coming into this season is T.J. Hopkins. How are you going to replace T.J. Hopkins? And not just his talent or anything like that, but what he provided to your team as far as being a spark. Coming up – he. TJ was a guy that thrived on that big moment. He loved that big moment. You know, he grew up a Gamecock family. He loved being in that big moment for the Gamecocks. Who's going to be that guy? You know, is it Eister? Is it Allen? Is it a Noah Myers? Is he kind of the guy? Um, Which one of those guys is it? Is it somebody else I'm not even talking about, you know? Um, So, I'll – I'll be very interested to see who that guy is going to be. Because, again, I don't think that's something you can tell in scrimmages. I know you can't. You can't tell that in scrimmages. You can't tell that in, in practice. You've got to see that. You, you really probably can't even tell that in, uh, in, in non-conference. You, you really – we're going to have to wait and see and just who steps up in the big moments. Who steps up in the big moments when the lights are on? Who wants it? Who wants the pressure? Who wants to be the guy that has the ball hit to him? Who wants to be the guy at the plate with a runner on third and two outs and your team's down by one or tied or whatever it is? Who wants to be that guy? Um, I think South Carolina's got guys that can be that guy, but somebody's going to have to step up and take over, t- take over that, that, uh, that role, if you will. Um, the overall grade for me, listen, I, I like the Gamecocks outfielders. I do. I'm projecting right now the starting outfield is going to be uh, Brady Allen and left – or excuse me, uh, yeah, Brady Allen and left, uh, Noah Myers in center, Andrew Eister in right. I, I think that's – and you can flip the corner guys, but uh, I, I like the outfield. I really, really like the starting outfield especially. I'm going to give the overall grade a B plus. Not giving it an A quite yet just because Noah Myers is an unproven commodity, but I was damn close to giving this unit an A-. minus. I do like the outfield a lot for South Carolina this year. Um, again, with Eister, with Allen both returning, and then again, I, I think Gamecock fans, you're listening to this right now, get familiar. There's a couple of guys on this team I could say this about as well, by the way, and I've said it on social media if you guys followed, but get familiar with the name Noah Myers. Get familiar with him, I'm telling you. Get familiar with him. This dude is going to be a nuisance for SEC pitchers. He's going to be the most annoying. You know, there's, there are those guys you face as a pitcher that you just hate facing them because they're going to foul off a ton of pitches and they don't swing in anything bad. And they, they just, you know, when they put the ball in play, it just it seems like they, you know, especially when you have the type of speed that Myers has, it's just a, it's a headache. Noah Myers is going to be a headache for a lot of teams, and that's a great thing to hear if you're a South Carolina fan. So, again, B-plus, the overall grade for the outfielders. Really, really excited for this unit. Um, All right, let's get into the news and notes really quickly. Got a couple things to touch on, including some big news from Monday. Justin Manaya's status was updated by Frank Martin. Apparently, he is going to need surgery to prepare his thumb. They did not say how long he'd be out for. Um, All we really know is he's going to be out for the near future, but – when you've got an injury that needs surgery, it's hard for me to think. I mean, there's 10 SEC games left. If he if he plays half of them, I'll be pretty impressed. Um, you know, it, it sucks because Manaya was playing his best basketball, I think, a guy that was really coming on strong and obviously making a big impact for South Carolina. And then a guy that's just battled injury before. I mean, had to miss all of last season with an injury. 
and now it happens again with his thumb. So, you know, you hope it's something that's going to – he's going to recover really quickly. Again, Frank Martin did not give a timetable for his return. Um, I'm sure that's something where he's got to have surgery and they'll kind of have a better idea, but um, just sucks. I mean, it sucks for him not to be out. I'll say this, though. The Gamecocks have fortunately been developing their depth. So this is a little bit of a deeper team. Um, you know, people were asking, well, who's going to replace him? Who's going to fill the role? I mean, you've got Bolden. Obviously, Kuznard's doing what he's doing. Lawson's doing what he's doing. Uh, Trey Hannibal, I mean, a guy that's – I'd love to see Trey play more. I mean, honestly, screw it. Let, let, let Trey play more. I mean, Trey, the human highlight reel, man, the Energizer Bunny. I mean, he's, on, he's an electric factory when he's out there. Let Trey play more. So, I, I think you definitely have options to replace him, but it's just, damn, it's unfortunate because Justin Manaya was playing some damn good basketball. Um, one of the veteran, kind of older guys on this team, if you will, and just for his season to be cut short. And, again, he may not miss the entire year. Um, he may not miss the entire year, but when you're having surgery on a thumb – I'm not skeptical he's going to play much, if at all, the rest of this season, which which sucks, which absolutely sucks. Um, so, yeah, wish, wish Manaya nothing but a speedy recovery. Uh, also, Gamecocks make top five for 2021 three-star linebacker Raneria Dilworth, kid out of North Carolina. Just want to give you guys an update on that as well. National Signing Day tomorrow. We'll have all that coverage on National Signing Day. I'm very, very excited about that. Obviously, the big thing we're all going to be focusing on Jordan Birch at 1 o'clock, signing, making it official. Is it going to be South Carolina? Is he going to flip? I think it's going to be South Carolina, just for the record. Um, but going to be covering that as well. But thought, I thought I'd sprinkle some recruiting in there as we get closer uh, with National Signing Day literally tomorrow. So that's going to do it for me. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Before we go, if you need tickets to literally anything and everything, especially Gamecock sporting events, South Carolina with a home basketball game uh, Saturday against Texas A&M, the Monday UConn game, if you need a ticket to that, you've got to be in the building for that one. That's going to be a big one. The Gamecocks taking on UConn. Don Staley and company trying to hold on that number one ranking. You've got to be in the building. If you want tickets to South Carolina baseball as well, all the single-game tickets are available, including the Clemson series. Also, by the way, guys, Saturday, um, tickets to the games in Charlotte go on sale. So if you're in Charlotte, you can use SeatGeek for that as well. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, like I said, whatever you need tickets to, it can be Gamecock sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, uh, professional sporting events, literally anything you can buy tickets to. SeatGeek has got it. They've got a great ticket rating system for you as well, which rates the tickets based on the type of deal you're getting. So never again are you going to have to scalp for your tickets. You're never going to have to worry, am I overpaying? Like, where am I sitting? Uh, am I getting a good deal? Am I not? Am I getting ripped off? SeatGeek does all of that work for you guys. They make it so simple. They make it so simple. Make it so simple. They take all the pressure off of you. And before you click that buy button, you're going to have that peace of mind. So you know, hey, guess what? I'm getting the best bang for my buck. These are great tickets. And I'm saving $20. There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better. Go, go into the game. Buy yourself some beers. Celebrate the fact you saved 20 bucks. So, again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. As always, guys, I'm Chris Phillips with the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will talk to you tomorrow.